Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We got some work to do. This is the Advanced Scout with Tom Offerman and Matt Williamson. Steelers won their final three games of the season and earned a playoff berth thanks to the help that they got with the Titans beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. But the Bills are also coming into this game red hot, Matt. They have won yeah. five straight games to not only clinch the playoff spot, but to snatch back the AFC East from the Miami Dolphins. So two teams that are really in great form as far yeah. as their playing style right now. And to be honest, that five-game stretch for the Bills and the three-game stretch for the Steelers were pretty Darn close to playoff games. I mean, both these teams were backs yes. against the wall, couldn't afford to lose any of them. Uh, Buffalo is 7-2 and this season at home. Um, Pittsburgh has won five of their eight games away from home, so they are 5-3 and three on the road. Interesting little nugget here. The Steelers have played eight games against teams in the playoffs. They've won five of them. Yeah, it's Bills, good. Bills are 4-1, and one, though. <laughs> That's even better. So yeah. A lot of trends there, similarities yeah. between these two teams. And um, But it also shows, I mean, you played eight games, win or loss, against playoff teams. That's half your schedule against the best teams in the league. Here's the big difference yeah. between them, though. Minus 20-point differential for the Steelers. The yeah. Bills are plus 140 as far a as little bit point differential yeah. is yeah. concerned. Of all the double-digit win teams, the Steelers are the only ones with a negative point differential. <laughs> One thing I did find interesting in your stat pack uh, as far as what type of game this might be, mm-hmm. for the season, Buffalo is passing the football on 54.1% of their snaps and Pittsburgh at 527 That's 27th and 28th lowest in the league. Mm-hmm. But the past three weeks, Buffalo is 47%. 30th in the league. And Pittsburgh is 39.8%, 32nd in the league. Uh, for the season, no offense throws the ball at a lower clip at home than the Bills. That's 47%. And no team throws the ball on the road at a lower percentage than the Steelers, who yeah. do it at 47%. So uh, run the football. I was blown away. They're going to run the that. football like, a lot in this game. Even <laughs> if it's snowing or it's sunny or whatever, they run the football. Both teams. I mean, I knew that both were, of course. I mean, we know the run Steelers heavy, run yeah. heavy. I didn't think it was that extreme for either one of them, especially the Bills. You always think of Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't the get the Bills one, right. especially at well, home. Well, he runs a lot, to- lot too. Although, but, you don't have that great of a home field advantage in terms of throwing the football in Buffalo. No, so. no. I mean... Is this game going to be two hours? <laughs> you know, especially with the weather. Someone who works on the broadcast? Yeah, I <laughs> hope so. That would be break great. Uh, series history between these two. The Steelers lead the series 17-12. to Buffalo did win the most recent matchup. It was a 38-3 to beating in Week 5 of the 2022 season. The Bills have won three of the most recent four meetings between the teams. Before that, Pittsburgh was on a six-game winning streak, including... Uh, a six-game winning streak against the Bills, and to take it a step further, the Steelers won 10 of 11, including two in the playoffs between 1993 and 2016. But the era between 1980 and 1992 belonged to Buffalo. The Bills won seven of eight during that time, and this has been a very streaky series. The Bills and Steelers started playing games in the 70s, and during the 1970s, Pittsburgh only lost one of six meetings. The last time these franchises met in the playoffs was the 1995 divisional round, a Steelers victory. All-time in the playoffs, Pittsburgh has the 2-1 edge, but this is the Steelers' first trip to Buffalo in the postseason, and yeah. that's a different animal. Different animal, no doubt. It's kind of interesting, you know, as you were reading that. I mean, the history, the Super Bowl era for these teams, they both have had some extreme highs. You know, they went to four straight Super Bowls. That's insane, and, you yeah. know, and, and right now they've been one of the best teams of the last 10 years, but one team gets trophies out of it and one doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
Let's start with the Bills' offense because I think that's the side of the ball that steals all the headlines in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Although the defense is great, too. Don't get me wrong. But uh, you look at that offense, it's top 10 as far as total yards is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, a top 5, excuse me, it's 4th in that category. They're 8th in passing offense. They're 7th in the rushing offense. They're 6th in points per game. Uh, but they do have 28 giveaways, which is ninth most in the NFL. They average 5.7 yards per play this season. That's fourth best in the league. Over their past three games, it's been 5.5 yards per play. And the Bills convert a series of down into a new series of down at the league's third highest rate, 77%. League average is 70%. So they stay on the field a lot. They move yeah, the ball yeah. a lot. They get a lot of yards. I mean, yeah. other than the turnover aspect, it's almost a perfect offense. Yeah, it is. Uh, one thing I don't love about their offense that could come into play here, even though they do run the ball a ton, I always thought they should have a Jerome Bettis. You know, like if you're going to host playoff games in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. You know, James Cook. I mean, you're 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 running, but your quarterback's a huge human being. But you'd like to close teams out with a Bettis or an Allstott or a guy like that, not James Cook and a quarterback. Yeah, you yeah. Know? James Cook has been great for them, though. He's been really sure. good. It's been yeah. a revelation. They have, they have something in the running game that they haven't had other yes. than Josh Allen recently. But I agree with you. You know, one guy I thought they might kick the tires on is maybe a James Conner trade in the trade deadline. Mm, like that's someone that would be them. a perfect fit right now. I know they got Leonard Fournette. Now, yeah, but he's but done like, anything. He's a long done time. anything. Right, yeah, got exactly. Him off scrappy. Conner you know, like, just ran for a thousand yards. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. That type of player, that type of battering ram yeah. guy, especially like that's what such if Derrick Henry becomes available. You well, know, like, that's yeah. such a deadline acquisition. I feel like too yeah. for them. You don't. You're not asking them to come in and be the number one, but we're going to need you in December and January. Yeah, stay fresh, and we're going to bludgeon teams with a lead in the snow. You know, and now that might be Josh Allen doing the bludgeoning. In it has been the last two weeks. That could, yeah, and it could work. And this week, and you beat the Steelers, you might work the next week, and you win your next game. But yeah. there's a wear that's going to start to to take on him, especially in these kind of games. They, let's be honest, Matt. People hit a little harder when the playoffs. Start. Oh I mean, yeah, hurts a little more a in the little cold too. More, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I'm the owner of the Bills, what I'm paying that guy, I don't want <laughs> him want to be him, my yeah. all start. You know, right? Uh, Bills drop back to pass per EPA. Uh, only the San Francisco and Dallas Cowboys have been more effective. So. It's amazing to see that stat with all the turnovers that they have, but it just right. shows you that his really yardage output and his touchdown output, which he leads the league in total yards and total touchdowns, it overcomes all of those interceptions. He that really he does. I mean, he's thrown the most interceptions of his career. If you take the interceptions out of the equation, which you can't, it's clearly his best year. He'd probably be the league MVP, you okay. know? He's playing at a remarkably high level. He's an unbelievable force of nature, but he's also a wild stallion that will, if you watch that Miami game, he throws two end zone picks before you know it, and then before you know it, he takes the game over. Bad looking picks, too. Oh, I mean, yeah. just horrendous looking picks, but he doesn't care. And that's I think, such a big factor yeah. going in his favor is, yeah, the Steelers need to turn him over a few times in this game, I think, to win. Yeah. I but, bet he throws but, them one. But you're never going to get rattle him. That's the thing. Oh, like, he's he, he's going to keep coming <laughs> oh, and yeah. coming and coming. So yeah. get a couple picks, maybe force a fumble on a strip sack, get points off of those, and then you just kind of like and, hold the dam and hope that yeah. he doesn't come back on hope you. Hope the snow in the run game even sings out a little bit, you know? And, of course, you don't have what. Uh, just to put in perspective of how good Allen has been, of all quarterbacks with at least 250 pass attempts, 31 NFL passers have qualified. Allen is 10th in completion percentage. He's 4th in yards. He's ninth in yards per attempt. He's 5th in touchdown passes. He's 7th in average depth of target. Only 8 of the 31 qualified passers have a higher average time to throw, 2.7 seconds. Allen had a career-high 18 interceptions this season, and only Sam Howell threw more. And like I mentioned, total yards and total touchdowns. Great. He's at the top of... Both categories. No he has 15 rushing touchdowns, Matt. I saw that today. My jaw 15. almost dropped. It's insanity. <laughs> right. And they're not all push-push plunges. He gets those, but he also gets the long ones. I mean, he's a fantasy gold. And with respect to Diggs and Dave, you know, they're, they're dudes. 
their receivers aren't elite. You know, like Diggs has been slipping lately. He's good, but the last couple months haven't been phenomenal. Kincaid's dangerous. Cook's a really good receiving back. But it's not, I mean, there's better weapon groups out there. Yeah, talking about the weapons for Josh Allen, uh, Gabe Davis, who knows if he's going to be able to play in this game. He didn't Mm -hmm. return against the Dolphins, so that's never really a good sign if you don't uh, return, especially he left early in that game, too, so he had ample time to come back if he would have been able to. Uh, So you're looking at Diggs, obviously, and you're probably looking at Khalil Shakir. I mean, quality slot young player. player. Nothing to really keep you up at night, though, for sure. Um, And then you have Dalton Kincaid, and all of the combination of Shakir... Diggs and Kincaid had at least six catches and 84 receiving yards in Week 18. So, yeah, I mean, that's who they got the football. They to. got the football yeah. to those three guys. Yeah. And Diggs was a had a really good performance rebounding last week with seven catches and 87 yards against Miami because seven games before that, 4.3 receptions per game and only 37 receiving yards per game. And, yeah, and you know, it's over like a two-month stretch, right? And you were on yeah. the Mark Madden show on Monday this week, and you noted, you know, it's not just production's gone down. He's not on the field as much as he usually is. Snap there, counts have been a little low, too. Yeah. Little injury there, fighting. maybe. This so happens, and it happens so often in the league. Like, once they get eliminated, Stefan Diggs getting a scope on his <laughs> right. You know, like, oh, that adds up. And maybe, I don't know. But he's not young. Well, we don't even have to ask this question anymore when it comes to Joey Porter Jr. He's going to be following yeah. Stefan Diggs. Uh, Porter Jr. averaged .9 yards per coverage snap this season as the nearest defender. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he should actually be the NFL Rookie of the Year defensively now because of how Jalen Carter has kind of gone down as Porter's just kind of – I know he's had a later start than Carter did, but he's never really dropped off throughout the season. And now that they chart some of these stats, like that .9 yards, he's a little bit stronger case. Yeah, that's the fourth lowest of any NFL cornerback. No, I didn't say rookie cornerback, NFL cornerback. Sauce Gardner's are in there. Like all of the elite names that you're familiar with against fourth. Higgins and Metcalf and now Diggs. I mean, he's getting the toughest assignments, too. Yeah, no doubt. Where does Diggs rank in that hierarchy in your eyes? I don't – I wish you didn't ask me because before the season I would have said four, five, six, Devontae Adams neighborhood. But this year is – I mean, the whole second half of the year, he has not been the same at all. Would you and say Porter going up against Jamar and DK were – Bit of tougher challenges in your eyes this year? Jamar, yes. DK, you're not so Higgins, sure Higgins, no. DK, I'm not sure. The thing is, though, Diggs on his best day, which maybe they're getting him on his best day after that Miami game, he's an elite route runner, set-up guy. He might turn, turn Porter into knots. I mean, he might. And I think the other factor of this, Matt, is it probably is the best quarterback on the other end of that equation that no Porter question. Jr.'s had to face, no too. Yeah. yeah. I thought Geno played well, but this is Josh But it's a, different, it's yeah. a different league. Josh. We're talking a top three dude, potentially. Yep. But uh, the weather won't hurt. Uh, Dalton Kincaid has a target share of 25% and 22% over the past two games. Uh, Dawson Knox returned in 14, and since then, he has only been on the field 71% of the snaps. I'm talking about Dalton Kincaid mm-hmm. there. Uh, so they have started to split a little bit of the, the tight end duties between Knox and Kincaid. But that would be my attack plan if I'm Joe Brady, this Bills offensive yes. coordinator, because I see the success that teams like the Cardinals and the Patriots had with tight ends, yeah. and I got two pretty good tight ends here, and Kincaid's really starting to come into his own. 100%. Huge believer. I mean, he's he's equal parts wide out in tight end. He's not going to uproot you know, defensive ends in the run game or anything like that. He's okay. a move player. He's like 240 pounds, runs really well, sharp route runner. But, yes, you don't have Watt, which is awful. But I think you're going to have Minka. I think you're going to have KZ. I think Peterson moves back to corner, which puts Wallace on the bench. Your linebacker situation is better. So the back seven might be the best the Steelers have had it for, I don't know, five or six weeks. 
No doubt about that. Um, maybe Minka just lines up. Maybe it's Porter on Diggs and Minka on Kincaid and let the chips fall where they, you know, where they may. You know, it's hard to you know reference this game because they just got blown out. But when you look at the Niners game in week one, Minka drew – uh, George Kittle a lot in yeah, man yeah, coverage yeah. and erased him. I mean, he really everybody yeah. everybody else was a factor in that mm-hmm. game for the Niners, but Kittle was very quiet because of Minka. So yeah, maybe Minka just says Dalton Kincaid, I'm going to erase you. Yeah, Stephon Diggs is erased by Joey Porter Jr. You got something but, there. I mean, I, I'll I'll take Shakir trying to beat me, and I'll take James Dawson Cook Knox trying to beat and, yeah, me, and James yeah. Cook trying to beat me. So erase is a big word, of course. But if they can, you know, neutralize, I mean. yeah, yeah, limit, no doubt. Uh, speaking of James Cook. Uh, his usage in the passing game has gone down a bit lately with Joe mm-hmm. Brady. It started at 31% targets per route run. Uh, last three games, though, that's down to 13%, but he still gets 16.7 carries per game, and he has 3.7 targets per game under Joe Brady. What's the usage with James Cook there? Uh, they've gone away from him in the passing game a little bit a little more. A little bit. Is that a little bit of stone hands going on there, Matt? Because I saw him mm-hmm. have a layup touchdown on Sunday Night yeah. Football. Allen just dropped it right in there. and But it was also right like a hands. wide receiver route. You know, like he did really He's good things to there get there. Until and, but he the didn't, playoff. Yeah, nail it. I mean, he's still touching the ball around 20 times a game. Brady does get him the ball, but less now in the in the passing game. He runs a lot of routes out of the slot and out wide. So real recently, just a couple hours ago, I was doing running back receiver homework. And... He and Jalen Warren are like neck and neck in all their receiver okay. metrics at the top of the league, like right there with McCaffrey. Right. I mean, so pretty Good impressive stuff. To have there, McCaffrey. Yeah. 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 I mean, some of the best in the league receiver wise. And then, I mean, there's Josh Allen as far as running the football. Uh, this season, he had 13% of the Bills' designed rushing attempts. That's well below his career average of 18%. Mm-hmm. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Yeah. First, I was like, do I have to text Matt? Did he t- have a typo in this? Right. Over the past two games, the number of design runs is up to 30% for Josh Allen. Yeah. 30%. 30%. It's like Najee Harris. It's ridiculous. <laughs> right. And then a scramble rate of 9% as well. So, I mean, almost 40% of the time, the play ends with Josh Allen running the football, whether by design yeah. or I got no one open, I'm taking off. And as mentioned to start the show, they've been in playoff mode now for a while. What do they do when they're in playoff mode? Josh, just do whatever you got to do. Just runs put, the ball, Put the S yeah. on your chest and go, you know? Yeah, 27 rushing attempts over the past two games. He has eight of the Bills' 13 carries inside the five-yard line over the past four games. Uh, Allen also rushed for 67 yards last week. I saw this stat earlier today, too, Matt. He was th- He's 13 for 13 this year on third downs when it's less than a yard to gain. Mm. I mean, you just, They're starting to get you, good at the tush-push thing, can't be yeah. third and one yeah. against this team. It's nope. just not going to go well for him. He's going to get it on his own without the push, too. He's a powerful guy. Now, this offensive line, a lot of continuity here. 17 games this year, they've started the same five offensive linemen. Mitch Morris, Osiris Torrance, Connor McGovern, Spencer Brown, and Deion Dawkins. Uh, they've missed just 109 snaps total this mm-hmm. season, but that's just, you know, in and out, in and out, little, yeah, little thing up there, a little banged yeah. up there. But as, as the new week starts, they have been the starter every time, and Matt, they allow 1.4 sacks per game. That's the best in the league, and at home they only allow 1.1. Now, they get a little mm-hmm. bit of help because of that wildebeest back there. Yeah, His ba- bodies are ground. bouncing off yeah, of them. like Ben, yeah. But still, those guys can run into sacks a lot, too, and he doesn't. So mm-hmm. this line, I think, has been tremendous for Buffalo and in the running game, too. Yeah, it's much better than in previous years. As the Steelers had last year, amazing continuity, injury now. luck. You know, Now they're, they're the team like that. The left tackle Dawkins had a bad cut on his hand in, on Sunday night. or Yeah, it was Sunday night, the last game of the year. And he missed like 30 snaps. That's why the number's so high. But he's going to play. So, you know, it's just a. You know, Matt, unbelievably, rate. I'm just thinking about this all the time. Steelers had it again this year. No, Second no. straight year, they haven't gotten anybody hurt. Their only replacement was due to a personnel choice by exactly. putting Broderick Jones in exactly. instead of Chukes. I don't know what's so, going on, yeah. Two straight years without an offensive line major injury. 
that makes me ner- that makes me nervous for next year. Yeah, better year add too. some depth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look at the Bills' defense. They gave up 5.1 yards per play this season, and that's been the same over their past three games. They're ninth in total defense, 307 yards allowed. They're seventh against the pass, 15th against the run, and we'll get to that in a second. That might be the Achilles' heel, mm-hmm. uh, but they're fourth in points per game allowed um, at eight. 18.3. They sack the quarterback 3.2 times per game. That's towards the top of the league. Yeah. And this is very impressive. 30 takeaways, yeah. which only two other teams have more, and they're tied with 31. So they have the second most takeaways in the NFL. And we talked about how Allen, you know, he puts up a ton of touchdowns. He puts up a ton of yards to make up for his turnovers. Mm-hmm. But the defense is getting the ball back for him as well. Exactly. It makes up for Allen being as aggressive as he is with the ball. And, you know, they play a lot of too high, a lot of zone, a lot of nickel. Yeah, but you, they're good you see at they it. live in nickel, right? They, you see them a lot in nickel. Yeah, they have over the last And they won't years. care that the Steelers want to run the ball, right? Like Probably those... not, especially now that Daquan Jones is back. He's their big defensive tackle that's more the run stuffer. So that allows them to do it a little bit more. Earlier in the year, they didn't have him. So we'll see on the run defense. Uh, the Bills' defense allows a 72% conversion rate, as we mentioned before. League average is right around 70. So, I mean, you can stay on the field a bit against this Buffalo team and I think that's the plan of attack for Pittsburgh is run the ball not only because that's the best way that your offense Mm -hmm. operates, but keep Allen off the field as much as possible. Limit the scoring chances they can get. Yeah, especially mixed with the weather. and I mean, you you want to shorten this game as much as possible. Uh, who's the name on this defense? Who's the guy that jumps out? I mean, I know Von Miller it is probably— It should be Von Miller, but he doesn't do knows. much anymore. Yeah, and they don't really play him that much anymore. No. The safeties have gotten a little bit old, but they've been a great pairing for a while. Razzle Douglas trade pretty good? He's hurt right now. Extremely good. But he's hurt right now. Him and Gabe Davis are the injuries to really watch. Um, their front line, Ed Oliver's having a good year. He's a small, penetrating type. They've got a lot invested in their defensive line, and they kind of rotate them like the hockey, hockey lines. Um, the linebacker, uh, Bernard, has been a pretty good player, too, after Edmonds moved on. Yeah, Milano I mean, and White were their best guys, and they're not in the equation. Yeah, Milano out for the season. White, yeah. White and Milano both out for the season. Um, yeah, they've had a lot of injury problems. They've had a White, lot. Of, White has uh, really been just not able to Massive injury two years ago and never been the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but despite all that, this is still a stout defense. They have five defenders with five or more sacks, and 16 different players have recorded at least half a sack this season. Uh, so they get a lot of sacks, 3.2 per game, and it's kind of every hand in the pile. Yeah. You don't know who's going to have the big sack. Uh, and again, a lot Buffalo. of defensive linemen rotation, so they keep guys fresh. And Rousseau's a first-round pick and some of those guys, you know. Uh, the defense for the Bills has been on the field for 1,073 snaps this season. Terrell Bernard leads the way with 999 snaps played, followed by Jordan Poyer and Teron Johnson. Uh, Poyer did miss one game, however. Uh, these three, along with Christian Benford, played every snap last week in Miami, so those are the faces that you should be familiar mm-hmm. with on the defensive side of the ball. But I mentioned the Achilles heel. It might be that running game. They're 15th in the NFL, and last week Miami averaged 5.4 yards per carry against the Bills. Yeah. A-Chain seemed like he was having anything he wanted. I don't know why Miami got away from the run as much as they did, especially with the lead. I mean, they had a lead for the most of the game. But, you know, that... Gives you encouragement if you're a Steelers fan because yeah. you've been running the ball really well these past few weeks. It's been the catalyst for your Rudolph mm-hmm. noted, but that's been a big it's part a of the reason of why yeah. you're, you're having so much success. And this defense, while it will give you a lot more resistance as far as the passing game and Rudolph is concerned, this is the toughest test he's going to have in these this stretch. Mm-hmm. But the running game, the run defense ain't that stall. It's not like you're going back to playing that Patriots team. Like no, good yeah. point. Or the Ravens on their best day. Right, or, right, you know, right. Those type of right, yeah, 100%. So... No, I do think that's the path. It's almost always the path. And if Allen throws you one or two and Rudolph doesn't throw any of the other team, you should be in it. 
Steelers offense has gotten, you know, a lot of ire this year, but I think it's fair to note per EPA, only the Bengals and Colts have faced a tougher slate of opposing defenses yeah. than Pittsburgh. And this is right at the top I mean, of the list. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo is right, right. just as good as all the other ones. Absolutely. That faced. Absolutely. Another tough one. Key matchups to highlight in this one. We start with the Bills quarterback, Josh Allen versus Steelers linebacker, Landon Roberts. First of all, Landon Roberts isn't human. I don't understand how he keeps playing with these injuries. He's played with a groin injury a few weeks ago, then was out yeah. a couple of days, and then okay. he's back again with another injury, and he's, he's very effective, too. Like mm-hmm. Sometimes you can go too hard and, and or you know have too much pride and play through an injury yeah, but yeah. hurt your team because you're not healthy enough. That hasn't been the case with Roberts. No, he's been great, hasn't. and they need him. Uh, but what His snap counts were down last week. They had four linebackers. To play I'd rather have him in the uniform, though. And I bet he plays a lot to say. Him. And what he's back what in a the... test, though, trying to keep that guy, you know, Locked mm-hmm. in because, like, it's, what do you do with Allen? You can't really just spy him because if you sacrifice that coverage, he's you're done, right? But then if you don't spy him, you're done too. He's uh, he's, he's, it's, it's he's a, a tough matchup, hero. he's yeah. a superhero, yeah. And then finally, we got the Steelers' interior offensive line versus Bills' D tackles Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones. You mentioned Daquan Jones mm-hmm. uh, recently, and, and not only in pass protection, but pushing those guys in the running game is a big deal. They're very different. Oliver's very undersized, just got a new contract, sack guy, Geno Atkins type where Jones is the power player, pocket pusher, double-team eater. So they have a, a nice situation going there. All right, Steelers yeah. and Bills at 1 o'clock in Buffalo. Sunday is when they kick things off. Our coverage starts locally at 9 a.m. on DVE. For Matt Williamson, on Tom Opperman. Hopefully we'll be back again next week and previewing the Steelers at Baltimore. If not, Matt, it's been fun. I feel like I did oh, this yeah. last week. You know, we Absolutely. just keep, we just keep yeah, stringing along here. Week. We're going to do it again next week. Heck yeah. Uh, That's the positive vibes that we need. So for Matt Williamson, I'm Tom Opperman, and this has been the Advanced Scout. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.